Welcome back to the motherfucking hottest goddamn podcast on the quarantined block. It's goddamn Tusta City, you feel me? And you already know what it is. (laughs) It's your boy, Fact Mercury, a.k.a. N90. I got five on it for the masks. I'm not talking about the weed, feel me? I'm staying safe out here. Fuck everything else. Fuck a lot of shit that's not trying to keep me safe. And anyways, I'm joined here in quarantine with the good brother, Mr. Yeah, Bashoran himself. Yes, sir. You already know the boy, aka 24K, Tenny. You already know back on deck, the Black Shroud, because you know I go crazy on Warzone. Young Shinobi right now because I got the mask on, no Rona. Feel me? Ooh, like, mm-hmm. not playing, Talk so... You know, we back again, man. What is this? Episode 10? Episode 10 on deck? Episode 10. Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway, son. You already know, like straight up 10s out here. Um, But yeah, man, I'm blessed, man. I'm back. I'm happy. I'm feeling good. And um, yeah, ready to get into the pod. Yo, speaking of the, it just like hit me. Like we said episode 10, like we, damn, we 10 episodes in. Nah, that shit is incredible. (laughs) Right? That's crazy. Like. Because you know, typically it feels like effortless too. It's crazy. It really does feel effortless. Because like you know, before the pod, obviously you know I'm going and I'm looking at my notes and I just looked at the number and I said it's just at episode ten and I'm like, yo, we really been doing this like ten times already. Like I really <laughs> had to count out the time and I'm like, yo, we really, I've been doing this shit for a minute now. That's crazy, man. Yeah, like Honestly. it's it's okay. Like it's in the schedule, but it still feels new. Like I yeah. can't believe it's already been ten episodes. No, honestly, it, it truly does feel new because, you know, every single week I still find myself sometimes getting, I don't want to say like butterflies, but like the same feeling of like, yo, oh shit, I got to like do the pod. Like even, you know, anytime like you see, I see the text, I'm like, oh yeah, now nah, we're we doing the pod today. Like I got to make sure to think about it. I got to get this done, that done. And then, you know, set a t- aside specific time prior to the beginning of the pod. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it's 10 episodes. It's crazy, man. I'm thankful. Yes. Bless. Bless. Oh man, I'm trying to think of some stupid ass kind of Um <laughs> uh so how you been this week? Um I've been doing well, man. I've been doing well. My weekend uh went pretty well. I actually got a chance to begin uh filming again, like doing practicing oh. filming techniques in the crib. You know what I'm saying? Working on a little video, some sun on the side. Okay, okay. You no, know, yeah, might might drop that, you know what I'm saying? It's pretty that. soon. Streets, streets, streets need might that. need this, you know what I'm saying? You know, trying to just expand my, my creative arsenal. Like, you know, while coronavirus, at least it has us grounded in, in home. So, you know, I've definitely been working on that. I'm pretty excited because it actually allowed me to learn another program. You know, I've been finding tons of alternatives to Adobe Premiere Pro because it's too damn expensive. Way too fucking expensive. They switched over to a subscription-based model. You, you pretty much can't get it unless you're going to pay, like, you know, or if you're going to illegally pirate it. I try not to illegally pirate anymore because I'm just of age. You know, the FBI kicked down my door. I'm going to jail. That shit is crazy. So, you know, for, for with all due respect, I, I'm just off that. Um, I tried switching to Final Cut because Final Cut you can actually buy by Apple. Um, I think it's a, a $300 drop. And I did the the trial, and I think even right now they're in the midst of a three-month trial that I downloaded. And it's it's a dope program. I love doing Final Cut Pro. But um, I actually picked up this new program by Blackmagic. They're like, I don't want to say a new guy on the block because they're definitely known for their cameras, the, the best um, high-definition cameras, I think, outside of RED, pretty much. Um, and they have a program called DaVinci Resolve, which is a free 
uh, alternative to Adobe Premiere Pro. They do have like a paid version, but when I tell you their free software is better than anything I've ever touched in my life. Like it literally is literally anything. <laughs> I'm looking like, at it right I've now. Ever put, like, yeah, yeah, it's an incredible software. Like and it it the way it like harnesses your um if you have a computer with good graphic power, like it harnesses the GPU's power in excessive ways. Um, and you know, the way the, the footage looks, everything looks, the way it's coming together, it, it, at this point it's becoming natural. Like, you know, I, I actually think about it all the time. I'm like, man, like I could actually get hired to, to use Adobe cause I do a lot of shit on my own. I just typically don't share things on social. I'm trying to get more into that, uh, into that, um, just like flow of just sharing a lot more of my video production, but Man, like that feeling out that program has been like a blast this weekend. So I'm really feeling that shit. But uh, other than that, I mean, I, I haven't been doing too much else. I mean, I was playing video games. I had a terrible week last week in Warzone, though. So I've I've kind of been gaming sparingly. Since oh, how I- many wins do you have? Because I don't. I know a few people that play, and so I just want to compare. If how nah, the, nah, nah, I'm not good at all because my like I the thing is I don't play solo. And I only play teams, mm. and I'm seriously gonna be one of those guys that straight up puts it on my TVs. I have no, I have, <laughs> I have how many wins? I have eight or nine wins, okay. but I don't play as much as you would think. Actually, it's so oh, okay. crazy. I literally like last week. I think I played. The last time I played might have been on Thursday or Wednesday, and I think I played a couple of games that day. We went winless, and then literally I didn't play again. But and then prior to that was the day I think I went for four wins in one day. And I think that was maybe a week before then. So it's like, I don't play as much as one would think, but when mm-hmm. I am playing, like, man, like if I have a poor streak, I got to just drop off a little while. I had to, yeah. you know, throw the hood on and you just go hide out for a little bit. <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's, that's how I'm feeling right now. Cause yeah, dudes got cool. wins. Like I know, uh, you know who I got? I got V added and I see he got like 30 wins, bro. And I'm like, shit, oh, like, Yo, V, if you listening to this, he's a, chill he's out, nigga, a problem, damn. bro. He's a problem, bro. Like he's a problem. Out. I didn't know, yo, I didn't know he was really out here like this. I gotta yo, get with we, the eighteen. I was looking. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say we about to squad up. It's crossplay, baby. So you better teach Facts. us. Facts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some of those PlayStation boys be walling, I guess, bro. Because like I seen that, and I was like, man, son, I gotta get my shit together. His KD was higher than my shit too. I was like, oh <laughs> man, <Same> respect, <laughs> big up, like, <laughs> big up, big up. Oh, but man, like, yeah, that's it. And then honestly, like that's forced me to just get back into a whole bunch of other games. I've been on AC Odyssey, uh, but GTA 5 is free on the Epic Games store, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know. So if you are on PC, go to Epic Games, download the client, and you literally right now through the 21st can get GTA 5 for free forever. So definitely go ahead and do that shit. I've been Wait, on what? that. No, nah, I'm dead ass, bro. Even even for you, actually. On dude, Epic go Games? To, on Epic what? Games store, yeah. Just, just download the client, and right now they're having like a big seventy five percent off sale. So oh, if you shit, if you if it's your flow, man, yo, I mean honestly, GTA is one of the hardest games ever ever made. Period. So if you don't, have I mean, five, I'll, I'll play this shit, and I could download all the mods now. <laughs> facts, exactly. On or PC, you just mod the shit. Fucking character over. Yeah, you can do that. Whips, bro. He got the whips. <laughs> I used to put so yeah. much time into that. All the whips look, but nah, for real. My all my shits like really looked good. Like I swear to God, like <laughs> easy make them shits real cars. But yeah, I, nah, I'm, that's I'm, pretty much. I'm on the same exact wave. Like when it comes to that, like even me, I found myself playing it now. Like I literally just cop like a Lamborghini. I forgot which one it was. I think it was like the Lamborghini. Uh, 
Nigga, look this shit up real quick. But I, I caught like a Lamborghini. I got Ferraris. I got like an M3, a 335i. I got a, a G35 and that. I got like mad different cars. Like I got a Mustang. I got a. That's why, yo, I had. I have three, well, I have two cribs and then like the airport hangar as a garage. So the airport hangar one got all like the super whips and that shit. Then another one got yeah. like the really hot custom ones. Like there's like the the one that makes the shit look like a R34. I got the shit, the, but then I got the new version that looks like the, the GTR. Like I got mm-hmm. all the old cars, but they all just got crazy colors. Yeah, yeah, not nah, word. I, I went just hard when that game came out. I went hard, yeah, I was, I used to go hard on that shit, shit too on the 360 specifically. Oh, like man. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, this is the shit I got. I just copped the Sesto Elemental, like Lamborghini. Oh, oh my god, yeah, that shit is mad fire. 750k. I had to drop on that shit. So no, that I, shit turned, is worth I put it. off road tires on it and made it all black, and it looks like a Batmobile. Song. Yeah, <laughs> it's nah, the my shit looks is like fire. Oh, shit, yeah, nah, this is a nice car. Nigga, what's up? That's it. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's look, all right. We got other shit to talk about. Yeah, we're let's all get right, into the um, other shit. Let's get into the real shit. We Thank had you. the final two episodes of the Last Dance, and so I think we should do a little retrospective. So, what did you? What do you come away with watching ten hours about Michael Jordan and that Bulls, his entire Bulls career and legacy? What is? What are your takeaways? Um, well, let me start off. I have a confession, guys. I haven't watched since episode six. <laughs> oh, no way. No, I've, I've, I, nah, I've, I've been following essentially, though, through Twitter. I feel like Twitter and then my follow-ups through just ESPN, First Take, you know, Get Up, Sports Center. Like, that is literally all I watch. And honestly, I am a basketball, like, fanatic, so I know a lot of the shit that they're essentially literally were talking about. Like, you know, I would go to dinner and, you know, Cheyenne would be like, oh my God, did you hear about this? Cause she's been pretty much watching it like mm-hmm. every single episode. And she'll be like, oh, did you know, like Jordan did this? And at the Olympic games, he did that. And did you know about Dennis Rodman and that? I'm like, yeah, no, nah, like this is all like shit that if you were a basketball stand, like, you know what I'm saying? Like in the nineties, this shit like happened, even as a kid, like this shit was going on around me. Like at six, seven years old, like I still could absorb knowledge, but like at least with the, um, documentary, you do get to see it in a different light from the standpoint of like, yo, MJ was really a god. Like, from a scoring standpoint, nobody could stop him. And I, I really feel like, you know, when we compare him to the modern players, whether that's like a LeBron James or like, you know, even a Kobe Bryant, like, you know, I don't even know if the, you can really make that comparison. Like, some of the shit that Michael Dor- Jordan was doing, like, it just didn't make sense. Like when you're talking like, you know, putting up 63 or just scoring, you know, 40 plus and, you know, eliminating teams after eliminating teams, three in two times, like it was nothing. Taking a break in between, like it, it just, it almost doesn't make sense. And then like when you look at just all the drama that was around the team, you know what I'm saying? Not even necessarily like the adversity that he had to face on the court, even though he played, he played some tough teams, you know, whether or not like, the competition now is better than what was then. That's a whole nother debate. But like the the notion of just having to deal with the fact that your management wants to destroy your team. And then on top mm. of your management wanting to destroy your team, you got like just the, the Dennis Rodman needing to take a vacation mid-season and, you know, like management bringing in a new coach mid, like pretty much the coach is going to replace your coach and, 
Like, it, it's just incredible. Like, when you really think about all that stuff and you, when you compare it to, all right, today, what was the adversity that the Warriors had to deal with? Like, knowing whose team it was? Like, and, you know, I, I love me some KD, bro. KD is truly yeah. one of the greatest players in the world. Like, I think he's honestly I, a I think he's the greatest all time. of all time. Like yeah, the, I think the, he... The most physical, a complete skill at his side. It's this nuts, and I mean, score like he will whatever way the ball needs to get into the basket. It's it's gonna he's gonna do, and and you know I feel like right now in this age, like they play with like a mentality that was different from the old game. But I feel like yo, if KVD really just was like yo, like imagine even on OKC, he just stayed in OKC, or even on now in BK, like they just give him the rock every time, and he's like yo, I'm like MJ, I'm gonna go to score every damn possession. He would average forty, he would average forty points per game. He would do it, and it would be effortless. Like, that is how, like, highly I think of KD's talents. But, like, when you just think about the, like, just the pettiness and the, the just the the egos of these players. Like, and, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily Curry. I think Curry, honestly, he, he really gives off the impression to me to just be an extremely selfless guy. Like, he's a cocky asshole, definitely, when he's cooking like any other dude who's oh, placed yeah. so in competitive in sports. And like, right, yeah. competition doesn't mean you're a shitty. Like, some people really are, like, two opposites. They're like, hey, it's nice to meet you. But when they're on the mm-hmm. fucking court, they're like, this is the one thing that I'm built to do. And yeah, so like, I'm, 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 I'm a god at this. I'm, yeah, I'm so nice at this. Don't ever fucking open your mouth when we're doing this shit together. Like, exactly. Yeah, don't even like, say nothing. Right, and he don't even really, like, he. I'm sure he, you know, talks his shit to some people, but, like, he just celebrates so much. He just gets so loose, so he doesn't have to say anything to you. When you see this yeah. man having fun, <laughs> and you're doing yeah. everything you can to stop him from scoring, and he's just smiling, woo! He's you that guy. You want to break his face so bad, but he literally like, can't touch him. You having the you worst have to respect him. that night, and this man is having the best time. <laughs> He's just loving this moment. He's like that LeBron me where it's like, oh, my God, smiling on my life. I can't believe this. Word. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yo, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yo, but it's, it is it is crazy. Like, that's literally Steph Curry's personality. So, to me, like, you know, why are you hating on this man for being who he is? Like, first off, you were attracted to the team because of him. That's why you went to the team. You You wanted to play with Steph Curry. Everybody wants to play with Steph Curry. Steph Curry is an extremely likable guy, period. Like, there's just not really, like, any way around that. So when you consider that fact and then you you, you take it to the fact that the fan base has to now choose, okay, Mm -hmm. you know what, we're we're already fan favorites with Curry. Like, yeah, you're the best player ever, but you are the dude that we just spanked. and, And then now you came to our team to get a ring. You know, we already had rings. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really think you're going to take over the team regardless of whether or not you're the better talent? Yes, you are the better talent, but that's Mr. Warrior right there. Like, Steph Curry is Mr. Warrior. You're never going to be able to take that from him. And, like, the fact that that was the reason why essentially he left, like, I know obviously the Draymond issue played into it, but realistically, KD was mostly hurt. Like, I think, personally, like, from the standpoint that he knew he would never win over the fan base that, okay, this, this is... That ego of wanting to be that guy is... Are you saying, like, Michael Jordan was able to put aside a certain amount of ego in order to say, like... Exactly. What the fuck we got to do? 
Exactly. I think he, you know what it was? Like, it just speaks to his leadership. Like, you know, I kind of look at his his mentality now and really do think that not many people would be a fan of MJ's mentality. There's not a lot of people that would buy into somebody their age, essentially demanding greatness from them. Like, something way beyond, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying, like, MJ was right in the way he did it, but, bro, 6-0 in the final speaks for itself. Like, if, if he was able to whip y'all all into shape between him and Phil Jackson, they was able to just lead that team regardless of all the bullshit. Like, we talking about, like, this was just, like, hammered some nights and hangover, eating out, you know what I'm saying? Dennis Rodman acting out like crazy with the management on your backs. And they were still able to say, yo, with, through all that bullshit, yo, Scotty, I know you're not getting paid, bro, but get your ass in the, get your, get your ass in the game. We're winning these titles, bro. To make somebody mentally do that or have people want to follow you in to do that. It just speaks to his greatness, yo. And like that, for me, like it just changes. Like, I honestly think MJ, he is number one now. You know, I, I guess we'll talk more about the other guys. But like, for me, I just want to say like, it, it made me change. Yo, Michael Jordan is unquestionably number one right now. Like LeBron hasn't had to deal with that in my opinion. Like, but right now, MJ is number one. There's no question. Yeah. My takeaway from it is that I feel like, well, I always made the joke that, and I'm not the only person to have made the joke, but that Michael Jordan is what happens if you took like a, a human being and put 100% basketball stat up. If this was like a bunch of two K <laughs> and put his sliders down on everything else, like somebody solely designed to do one thing so fucking well. And that's what it is. Michael Jordan, his competitive nature and as nice as he was at basketball, that was like the only thing that mattered more or less. Not that he didn't care about family, but like, if you know, he didn't give a fuck whose feelings he hurt. If it meant, listen, we want to win this shit to the point, like, um, you know, how he just didn't understand how somebody could not feel that same way. And that's what's crazy. Like, he was so steadfast in how he believed in all of those things to the point where, like, he just blocked out so much. And I feel like that mentality is, you know, like what makes him like one, if the greatest player of all time, purely because it's like, how the fuck do you do that? You know, how can it be so singly focused on something that you dedicate everything to that and like throw everything out on the line for it? And that's what the fuck he did. He went out there and played mm-hmm. basketball at such a high level that it just and like you I just you can't see another player that just impacts the game or just somebody that just says imposes their will on the game so much so that like you you see it every time he does something that you see that will like that 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 sheer fucking determination like yo no matter what I'm going to put this fucking ball in this basket. And then he does mm-hmm. this shit every time. Every single damn time. Every it was incredible. It's incredible. And like Absolutely. the amount of shots that he's had like you just see somebody show up time and time again. Like in the fashion that it happens. So it's yeah, it's nah, just, it was incredible. Really, you know, to go back and just reminisce about that. And I'm sure we'll, yeah. we'll that's, we're 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 at the age where you can kind of have a not necessarily like rose tinted glasses looking back on it. You can accept kind of like okay, you're a hero who you believe to be a hero. All right, they're a human being as well, but also just to still uh, appreciate like what they did for the game. So I feel like once I feel like we'll get to yeah. a point where we do the same for well, we're starting to do that for Kobe, unfortunately, or a little bit earlier than you know. Um, but we'll do that eventually for the rest of them. And so, like, I feel like, of course, over time, 
you know, I feel like there's a period where everyone underrates them and then it, you like glorify them or, or mystify them again. And like, it, and not to say that they're not good, but I feel like we'll get to a point too where we'll look at them and say like, you know what, this person is like the greatest player of all time. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that notion. And I mean, you know, look, Le- Le- LeBron, Kobe, they're great in their own rights. And, you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Just like you said, I feel like, unfortunately, his tragic passing, I mean, it's made us respect where he is in history a lot. It- it- it's clarified our eyes. You know what I'm saying? It's like we both, everybody opened up their eyes a little bit, threw some drops of clear eye in it. You know what I mean? A lot of even the analysts that, you know, the notion of pitting the greats against each other. All right, where does he rank versus LeBron or where does he rank versus MJ? And, you know, not only does it not matter, but it's just like, okay, you know, the flaws that maybe we were focusing on about Kobe, like, bro, like, what? Do, like, he shot a lot. Was that really, that was the flaw that they liked to, that he would shoot his teams in and out of games and they would consider him selfish. Nah, bro. Look, Kobe, Kobe played MJ's game in a different era. That's all that happened, honestly. He was a scoring, guarding machine. Yeah, Kobe said it was, himself. Remember yeah. the doc? It's just like, you know, people try to pit us against each other. He's like, but I'm if Michael Jordan didn't exist, I don't fucking exist. Yeah, like exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like it, and it's so funny that people just had to wait for this to essentially be told to them for them to realize like that this dude really was a carbon copy of MJ in the most regard. If Honestly, I'm not even going to lie. He might have been more skilled than MJ. Like if we're talking about just pure skills, the ability to do everything. Like, yeah, I, he, I, I, he would, I would say like in the way that he he had a more complete skill set, even though he really just had he you know shot more threes than Mike. But I feel like yeah. Mike, you know, of course, Mike relied on his athleticism. And it was that I think he's he was better. Michael Jordan was better under the basket. But I feel like Kobe's mm. like footwork and ability to like manipulate, you know, his body to do what he needed to do was crazy. Yeah. Cause like, course, cause, like, you know, what? I always say the two acts of him. And I, I'm sorry, I yeah. didn't want to cut you off. But no, no, no. I was just like, going to say like handling differed, you know, like handling in the 80s and 90s. You know, you can still be nice, but the way handling evolved as Kobe evolved. And you saw the crazy shit people would do. Like, that's how more, much more technical the game became in that way and how Kobe was able to pick that up. Exactly. You you hit it all on the head. Like, it's really that technicality. And I feel like that's the age of two acts because, you know, young Kobe was the flash, super athletic. I, I would even argue at a point, it seemed like he was way, even more athletic than Jordan. Like, when he was young, like, Kobe was like a fucking dynamo, like. Yeah. 30 point like a 30 point five 30 point per game score five and five he would average easily in finals and in playoff runs with alongside Shaq and it was just straight up off of what he was watching MJ do and he just mirrored that and then yeah. when he got to an older age it was like all right you know obviously he got to do this without Shaq you know what I'm saying and he really just learned to like skillfully perfect his game he still had his athleticism and you know we saw it plenty of times the dude got injured and then he was dunking on the raptors next minute like it, it, like the dude was was a, was a gifted athlete but he literally honed his skill on a whole nother level like it it became like the turnaround jay was his patented move like it looked like it would never miss like it, it, in the post he would spin off you in his cash every time whether it was at the elbow or at the baseline like you know, you know, he just really had it. And then the up and under, oh, I, let me not even forget about that. He would do the spin move, fake mm-hmm. the, the fade, and then up and under, right off yep. the glass, easy. Like, Or he would hang. He would show his athleticism. He, he would just hang off the air and then just under, reverse it. Like, yo, Kobe, is to me, is probably, 
I don't know. Like I, right now, honestly, I would say he's he got to be higher than LeBron on my list, bro. I I don't like comparing him all, but LeBron is to me a top three athlete that ever played the game. I'll give him that. I think skill wise and all the things like that he was able to do when you round it into one, it obviously makes him the maybe the most well rounded player to ever play. But nah, like when we start talking about these top fives, like I think we need to consider greatness more so necessarily than okay, if is this guy just a good player? Like, nah, like it takes it's very hard to win six titles. I don't care what area you're playing in. Five titles is very hard to win. When Tim Duncan, he got five titles. Like, put respect on that boy's name. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, same thing with with like Bill Russell. What is it? He got eleven or is it twelve? I don't even know. Like, dude got some bad 11. rings. Eleven. Yeah. I think he got eleven rings. So he got eleven rings. Like, put respect on that man's name. Like, like we can't. We should do not sleep on these dudes no more. Like that that are winning these titles. We can't the just way, say like LeBron. The funny way I kind of. Uh... Not categorize. I'm trying to figure out the word. The, the what I rationalize like uh, greats or like how people say, all right, this is the, the the best person to ever play in the 70s, 60s, 80s, so on and so forth. The way I look at it is like you know you know how you know they're one of the greats because it feels like they played ahead of their time, and so I feel like you can put all of those players in a pickup game together, and it would it would translate well because they were they were just so good they just transcended the game of their time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel no. like that that's how I look at it. Like, could, could you see this person play with all these people and actually still keep up with them? Yeah. And and I think that's pretty much like I know MJ has that mentality. And, you know, he's always been a very humble dude about saying, you know, pretty much that, you know, there's greats from each time. Like, they, you know, and that's why he never really has ever come out and say, yo, I'm the GOAT. He doesn't really say that. He feels he was the best. You know what I'm saying? He always says stuff like that. Like, oh, when I was playing, nobody was better than me. Or, you know, if I laced up right now, nobody can beat me. You know what I mean? He, but he doesn't say, yo, I was the greatest basketball player ever. You know, that never has come out truly out of his mouth. So, you know, like when you look at the the modern guys and you know, LeBron, I know he he kind of says that a lot. Like, he's like, oh, when I beat the Warriors, that made me the GOAT. Like, nah, you you can't really say you're the GOAT because if we throw you in that old era, you know, I, I still think LeBron would average whatever he's going to average. He's averaging 30, 10, and like, 10. That's how, exactly. That's how I look at the GOAT or, or the, yeah, the GOATs to basically say, like, because people always say, like, oh, well, this person wouldn't survive if they, you know, they switch time periods. But I feel like they can because they were that nice that it didn't matter. It doesn't matter what era mm-hmm. you put them in because they would just adapt. Yeah, like, like Michael KD, Jordan. Do mm-hmm. you think this motherfucker wouldn't learn how to shoot like thirty-seven percent from three? Yeah, he he would be James Harden on steroids. That's what like people need oh, to really wow. put respect on Michael Jordan's name. He would literally be like James Harden, except he's extremely athletic, can lock you down on the other end of the court. Really, imagine that shit. Like he would just be like super he, Kawhi Leonard because he would Kawhi be super Leonard, Kawhi. Like, yeah, he's baby Jordan because Ka- Kawhi is really baby Jordan. I feel like Kawhi is essentially. He he's literally like, I think more like Kobe in the sense that he is is very skillful in his 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 a uh, like all his arsenal, his footwork is very skillful, is calculated, but then his finishing and things like that is very simple, like Jordan's. It's so strange, like yeah. he doesn't do anything he, fancy. No That's flash, why people say bro. he's like Tim Duncan. Yeah, there's no flash. It's very boring technique, but at but the same time, it's so well calculated technique. and skilled. Yeah. Exactly, it's Kobe like. It just because they don't son. look good doesn't mean it's in the, his handles are like just they just as tight as they need to be. It's not like yeah. ooh, 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 like his oh man and like, like anytime I see him do the up and under, 
exactly. His his fucking like laser beam ass jumper that is just so Damn. direct. But he just goes straight up and he just be mad it's, stiff. Boom. But he yep. that shit goes in. Dude be shooting like 40% from three like it's nothing. Like, it's I nothing. like yo. This dude Jordan is just, like, super Android. Same amount. He would he could average 34, 35. He pick up that three. Easily. It would, you know, it would he would have to. I think him being able to back people down would be wild to see. You don't really see yeah. guards too much like that. Yeah, he like yeah, you don't see it at all anymore. Like really, the last guard doing that was Kobe. Kobe yeah. was really the last guard to do it, and then when he retired, that was it. That was the death of the shooting guard in the league. The shooting guard went back to a true scorer's position where they just, well, I mean, not a true scorer's, but like a a range scorer's position. They just jack up hella threes, uh, bait for fouls, and. That's it. Like they don't really do anything else on the floor. They attack the rim and create for other people, maybe. But yeah, man, that that, that that's really just where you know it's kind of left me at. You know, I think if I had to do a top five right now, I got MJ. Uh, I would say MJ, Kobe, Kareem. I don't even know who else. I would I, I would have to say Bill, Bill Russell. Like LeBron is on the cusp. I think he's like six. Surprisingly, I know people are gonna like flame me for that, but like I really do think LeBron. Like when we gotta consider greatness, I think if we're talking best player ever, LeBron might be, is arguably top two. Like I think it is a Jordan and a LeBron conversation for best player, but Le- LeBron has to win more finals. Like I mean, he's yes, he's been to the finals consistently. He's done. Like he's got the three rings. I mean, you know, he beat the seventy-two win Warriors, which is incredible in itself. I mean, I know it's he's done a lot on him for losing the amount yeah. of finals that he did, but that's but incredible. Yeah, it's I still think to going, still get there is fucking wild. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, know, I respect you know, it. Yeah. Yeah, saying, you know, the East wasn't really that good at the time. You can't. I mean, mm. how much can you really fault him? It's not like he fucking dismantled the teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you know? that is like a fact. He, I mean, how how are you really gonna hold? Oh, he didn't play in, a, but when he went up against good competition, he generally did what he could. But also, you got to look at his fucking team, man. Come on. No, that is a <laughs> what fact. What have, bro? Yeah, because, I mean, you know, and I, I, it is weird that uh, they don't hold that against MJ for some reason. Like, anytime he, he didn't get to go to the like finals, Kyrie like, was he the got best beat. player he played with. And I'm not saying the greatest player, because D-Wade obviously was the greater player. But I'm saying D-Wade was on the decline while Kyrie was still in like his the Yeah. So in terms yeah. of at that moment, that guy, you know, that was the best player he ever played with. And that's not mm-hmm. to say that he's a bad player, but like just generally, you know, he didn't really have too much. Like the, I think the Miami team was the, the obviously the most complete teams he's ever had. He had a good system, mm-hmm. good coach, but you could see what he did there. Those were his best years. But he, I felt like he never had that afterwards. Yeah. Like to I get mean, to that know, great it's... level, like I feel like you could have players like that. Like I feel like both obviously Phil Jackson is such a phenomenal coach, but Kobe – and MJ having good coaches and establishing great systems, them adapting to the system or just, you know, saying, fuck it, I'm going to do whatever in the system. But also having solid enough role players like takes you to that threshold. Mm-hmm. So like LeBron, when he had that, even though, you know, Spolster is a good coach, he's a very good coach. But let's say if he had like a Hall of Fame coach or something and had that system behind him, I think he would have more rings. So then you could yeah, put him in that they conversation. Always- like yeah, I, they always you know, said, if he if he had yeah. a Popovich, it would be, he would yeah, have way more rings. That's they say he would at least have six to seven rings right now. It's crazy. So I feel like it's that you know he never had that that marriage of good coach to really mm-hmm. like you know bring him out and say you know what okay I know exactly the player you are this is how I'm going to build 
around. And then LeBron trusts that person and be like, all right, let's do that. Yeah, no, that is true. And I mean, I think, um, you know, the, the I, I have a very unpopular opinion. Actually, the one thing you did say, though, yo, I do actually think that LeBron, I think his best team had to have been one of those Cavs teams that went to you the think finals. the Cavs teams? Yeah, now, nah, bro, with Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, yeah, I mean, at one I'm point, they right had a stacked-ass team. Like, I, I was like, I'm actually going to... I got to pull up some of these team. Cavs rosters. Yeah, for like... Because the 2016 the 20- team shot like 33s in a game, uh, or 27 or 28 in a game as a team against like the, the Hawks. They fucking dismantled Toronto, didn't they? I think they generally yeah. were actually a pretty good team. Yeah, no, yeah, they that yeah that that team. Uh, I'm looking at the 16 to 17, the 17 to 18 team. I think is the best one. Like that's the one that had like you know obviously it's him, Kyrie, uh, Kevin Love. Is Kyrie on this team? I don't think it's the 17 to 18 team actually. Then I actually thought that team was crazy though too. That just the names. That's Listen to the names: boring. LeBron, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, George Hill, Isaiah Thomas, Jake Crowder, Rodney Hood, Jeff Green, Dwayne Wade, Jordan Clarkson. Larry Nance, Kyle Korver. Like, that team that was, was stacked. Derrick Rose. Yeah. That was like, a mid I just feel like they didn't trade, give that like, chance. They did that have team, I think that team legitimately. Yeah. You think they had a chance? But they didn't give them a chance to truly gel. Like, oh. I think I thought they could have gelled a lot better into the playoffs if they gave them time. They just yeah. blew the team up way too early, in my opinion. Yeah. They just got rid of them. Yeah, is it wait? Is it the fifteen and sixteen? They, team? The best, yeah, the fifteen sixteen team had the best record in his their stint there, fifty seven and twenty five. And then they, yeah, they Harris won the final. This, Del- I think Del- this Del- is his Fry, best team ever. Irving, yeah. uh, Jefferson, Dante Jones, Dante James Jones, Jones. James. These things did not play a single minute. Why are they on that roster? Yeah, Love, it, it was Jordan weird. Mozgov, wow, I forgot. Shum, he was playing some good minutes for them though, Mozgov. Yeah. Very Tristan Thompson, Mozgov, Shump, J.R. Smith. Like, they just had the perfect, like, combination of players, like, that just worked for the way they wanted to play. Like, Kyrie Irving and LeBron James was a one-two, like, assassination. They used to dissect entire teams by playing just a one-two punch. And then, literally, they had J.R. Smith, the, the shot clock buzzer beater shooter that enjoyed shooting those. So, it's like his shot percentage went up when he was shooting late shot clock shots. It's incredible. Like, and you had Richard Jefferson, great spot-up three-shooter. You had uh, Channing Fry, great spot-up three-shooter. Uh, like, there was so many of these dudes on this team. I mean, like, they that they, you could just throw, like, out there to just, you know, take some threes, put some shots up, and they just did with the damn thing. Like, and I, I honestly think this team might be his best team ever because the Miami teams, while they were good, they honestly were plugged. Like, all those holes were plugged by a prime LeBron James with, you know, uh, a B-grade B-Wade. I say B-Wade, D-Wade and fucking uh, Chris Bosh. Which year? Oh, obviously, 66-16, Ray, Chris Anderson, Joel Anthony, Shane Battier, Bosh, Chalmers, Cole, Josh Harrelson, Terrell Harris. Yeah, Adam, yeah very Adam. similar to that Cavs team, though, actually. 15, is, they, they're very similar to that championship team. Yeah, they had a lot of three-point shooters, too. Yeah, three-point shooters and then wings. Like, so a J.R. Smith or an Iman Shumpert type of 3 and D wing. You know, you had, the obviously, the, the stretch um, for and Chris Bosh for uh, Kevin Love. And then, obviously, D. Wade for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, their offensive rating and defensive rating were more almost around what that Cavs team was. The Cavs team they pl- was like a 104 and like a 110. This is a 112 and a 103. They played slow. Yeah, though. you see? Play- yeah. What, the uh, Heat? Yeah, their pace was at yeah. 90. 
Cavs plays. Yeah, they were. That was still in the slow era. Like there was a lot more threes in that era, but it wasn't like today. Today was like they was jacking up everything. Because yeah, that Heat nice. team, I remember playing up against the Spurs. They used to just jack threes. We used to just shoot, shoot, shoot. And that's Crazy. you know this yeah this was a pretty similar team, but they they were yeah they were the best team. I'm just yeah, thinking was not, the next year was when the Pacers were in first. But all right, all right. All right. Enough about basketball. <laughs> we got mascots to talk about. We're getting into all yeah, of this. Um, okay, so I spoke to you earlier, but uh, I wanted to dig into this topic because I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's something that a lot of people could relate to or maybe chime in on this. So if you're, if you know, whenever you listen to this, if you're, if you know what the hell I'm talking about and you have experiences in this, like, please, you know, let me know. Cause you know, I, I just want to hear people's thoughts on this. But, um, so I was watching this video or whatever, and it just ended up being about producers and like withholding stuff and, you know, producers, how like everyone's always like, Oh, you got to hold on to your shit. Like don't give away the game. Oh, don't tell them about the samples. Don't tell them about the plugins. It's that, you know, like what well, if it's somebody who's better. And I really don't agree with that. Like, and so it's more than just, you know, the music or producers, but I just feel like in general, there there has to be similar situations where in creative communities, you have that kind of gatekeeping, like the higher up you go, you know, oh, no, nah, don't give away the game for free. Hold on to it. You know, do you know, you don't got to give away that information. And so I just want to know, like, um, what are your thoughts on it? Do you feel like creatives, like, and particularly for you, it's videography and photography. Do you feel like you experience something similar to that? Um, I, I definitely say I, I experience it a lot for sure within the photography community. Um, and it's specific to them. It's so strange. Like, I mean, you, you definitely have a general range of photographers that want to uplift each other, but then you also have that like general range of photographers that do like gatekeeping. Like it's a very strange behavior and I, you know, it, it happens socially. It happens professionally in your hobbies. It happens at work. You know what I mean? Like this is something that exists in every single field, but specifically within that photography community, like I know for sure, like there's like curating pages of photographers where it's, it's it is local photographers mm-hmm. that host these pages and they essentially allow people to uh, select photos. And, you know, I don't even know what really goes into these selection processes, to be honest. And it's it doesn't typically come off as community voted. It really seems selected by those people that are friends with the people who host these pages, or maybe they they have a little group behind these pages that are mm-hmm. curating the photos. And while, you know, that might be their vision for what they wanted to create, they don't understand that when you become the outlet that represents the photography in your zone, that when you're only choosing specific photos from specific people, or it seems that, you know, you're using it on not really the photos of the general public, but your own photos that you're constantly reposting on these pages. That mm-hmm. to me is the, the the most clear cut form of gatekeeping. You know, you really create um, a perception that, okay, these are the good photographers versus just, you know, what other people may perceive. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know where I've, I personally think I um, noticed it is like typically because when I'm in public or, you know, I see people in public and people say, yo, bro, you know, you, you take such great photos and, you know, they'll tell me they really like my work and things like that. And I'm just like, yo, wow. You you know, I would never think that if I allow myself to focus, unfortunately, sometimes on, you know, what I see on social media or the pages that, you know, that I feel like I should be making on social media, mm-hmm. on, on social media. It's just kind of like in person, though, 
like I get the general reception that, bro, like my work is received well or people see my work and, you know, it, it is impacting and spreading where I feel like I need to. So like, you know, it's just an odd form of gatekeeping where I don't feel like sometimes, you know, I'm not being in, or invited or allowed into those those weird groups. It's very strange. I hate gatekeeping. It's just very corny, corny it's, behavior. It's very corny. Because like, and so from my field, like, of course, I'm talking about music production. Like, I just feel like, so it was about like a plugin, like, oh, you gave away the game, you know, you, uh, you know, you just let people know about the plugin, like, and I just feel like that's just so weird. Like, and so for me in my field, the distinction I'm trying to make is like, I understand if you made a sound from fucking scratch or you manipulated something, you did that, but you put the time in to do that. I understand mm-hmm. not giving that away because that's something that you did that someone else didn't do. But when I'm talking about plugins and like certain processes, like, Come on, like it, it's not yours to be withholding. So I find yeah. that shit corny because it's like, okay, what are you trying to fucking stake your flag and say, oh, I found it first, not knowing like you probably aren't the first one to find that shit, you know, and you might yeah. use it in a way that nobody else did. But like withholding that isn't going to lose your spot in that. If to me, if you know, your entire sound is dependent on you using this plugin and that's what makes you, you then you shouldn't have any problem giving that shit away because it shouldn't impact you where you feel threatened by somebody else. And, you know, again, it's a plugin. You didn't put the work in to make the plugin, so there's for no reason for you to feel like a pos- you have a possession over it or some shit. So, yeah, like, I didn't think no, that, that shit. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with that? Like, <laughs> like, the only thing I want to do is, like, boom. Like, I'll tell you everything. I don't give a shit because I want it to be easier for someone else, you know? Like, the yeah. whole goal of production and getting all of these things is to try to minimize how much of a roadblock you have from the ideas in your head and then what you want to be in whatever you're doing. So if I can mm-hmm. help somebody else do that, great. Cool. That's all good, <laughs> you know? And regardless, like, they're not going to have, most of the time, they're going to have their own sound anyways, you know? And no one's, no two people's beats are really going to sound alike because someone's going to do something from their own experiences and the shit they learn that's going to make their beats sound like this. And I will do something different and someone else will do something else. So... Yeah, that's how I feel. No. About it. I just hate shit like that. No, nah, that's a fact. I mean, like, and I guess in photography, like, besides the the way I was speaking on it before, like, there there seems to be a lot of that going on too with equipment now. Like, you know, some people will say, "Oh, shot on," you know, a certain body, or you know, like that they won't necessarily maybe drop the focal length or maybe the, the lens they were shooting on or things like that. Like, you might as well put that stuff out because it's just kind of like you're right. Like, if if you really feel like you know, like your photos make you you, then you shouldn't have a problem revealing the gear that you're using because the gear isn't, and you know, I even see it myself. Like that used to be the number one thing that like that I hated about myself, at least looking back on photography now. It's like when I first got into photography, I used to be the guy that loved buying lenses and buying lenses is fine. There's Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with acquiring glass. But the thing is, is that when you acquire glass, just thinking that, you know, the results come with essentially acquiring that glass. Like, nah, you really have to learn to take photos. Like, that's a very important thing. And I tell everybody, every people person that ever hooks me up, yo, Tenny, I love your I love your advice when it comes to photography. What kind of body should I get? What kind of camera lens should I get? I'm like, yo, uh, do you have a camera right now? That's the always the first question I ask. Do you have a camera? And if they're like, Yeah, you know, I'm shooting on crop body, I'm like, yo, stay on crop body. If you even are gonna buy anything, you can buy glass, but bro. What what are you even using right now? They usually tell me, oh, I'm on the kit lens or, you know, I might have the 35 millimeter or the 50 millimeter 1.4, very 1.8 basic lens. 
yo, like, push yourself to really do damage with that lens, though. Like, with that camera, just the exact way you have it. Because I'm telling you, when you figure out every single way to shoot with what you have in, inside and out, it's going to put you at a different level down that line when you go to a pick up the new glass. And it's going to feel so effortless. The way you're going to be able to learn using the new glass is going to be crazy. So, like, you know, when you even just, like, bring it back to the subject of just gatekeeping, like, you know, I, I don't know why. Like, the whole point is, should be to make everybody get better. So, to me, you see, I love giving knowledge back. And I guess that's yeah. kind of just what I was hitting at. I love giving that knowledge out. I'm not telling people, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, just go spend the money. It's going to make you a better shooter. I know people personally that spent $3,000 on an A7R4. And they don't shoot half as good as me. And they even said it. They admit it. But they literally, they buy all the good gear. They got the and money. their photos, yeah, they got the money. But they take photos and it, it does not look half as good as my photos. Uh, and it doesn't funny. look half as good as most people. Yeah, Because I feel like it's, that uh, about like playing guitar in the way that like I knew somebody and they had like a mad, they had like an $800 guitar. Like, And I know my guitars. Like I, I play the shit, but like I know like the good brands or everything. So I knew like the exact setup he had. And I was like, oh, I know that sound. That's such a fucking good sound. And I want that shit. And I saw him play finally. And I was like, bro, <laughs> so <laughs> much better than this guy. Yeah. So I was just like, yo, and I see that a lot. Like people get, have the resources to buy mad expensive shit, but just don't be as good. And I knew I was playing on some bum shit. So when I played on his shit, I felt like I was like 80 times better because I was like, wow, this is good equipment now. Yeah, no, that's the like thing. the best You get better, life. you get really good with shitty stuff. And when you get nicer stuff, you'll be like that much better. Exactly. And you said, like I mean, taking the weights off, feel me? <laughs> exactly. Just taking those weights off your, your legs, bro. And you just drop like 3,000 tons. That's what it's going to feel like. And you said, I mean, you see it in anything in life. It's kind of like in things as just dumb as gaming. Like, shit, I remember playing on the shitty little microwave TV box. But as, you know, time Are is you going cooking on. on some 22 inch shit from shit, like four feet away. I have no idea how you're doing that shit. I don't know how I was doing it for so long. Being able to upgrade now, what, to these 27 nice. 4Ks yeah. and 1440s. Now I have, you know, PC rigs that can match the hurt. Like, and now I feel like I'm on a whole nother level. I just don't play as much as I used to. Like, but I'm still that good. So, you know, just the notion of, like, just making sure to grind things out and get better where you're at. And, you know, like, you know, allowing yourself to spread that knowledge. Because, you know, that's that really is the only thing that is going to help push any of the fields forward or any of the hobbies forward, like you helping me out in photography and me rubbing your back in photography. Like that's the only way we move forward. Like that's really how I feel on that. Like, yes, you can become popular on your own, but there's always a point where it's like, all right, like you do need some form of interaction. You interact with other people. It's good. It's just healthy. It's, it's normal. It's Mm -hmm. what should be done. Like, but the idea of no, I don't want to shoot with him because he's taking my style or he gets my cloud or, you know, so I'm going to gatekeep. I'm not going to shoot with him. I'm going to just shoot with all these other people. And, oh, no, I'm not going to put him onto the lenses that I'm using. I'm going to keep the lenses for me and my friends. Like, it's corny. It's corny. corny. It's corny, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, this shit is, um, I, I don't know why, like, people do that. Like, why is there, like, a feel or need? Like, is it, like, just a mental thing? Like, do you think it's, like, an ego thing that they... Like, it nah, be, I got to be, be the a, only one that has it. Yeah, it could be that. Or like you feel like this is what separates you from everyone else. So you want to give that mm-hmm. away. And you don't want to give that away. Like it, 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 the funniest part is because when I was talking about it with Ruthie, we were talking about that in DJing. And 
for DJing, it's people who make like secret SoundClouds or whatever to dig so that nobody could look through their likes and nobody could find the songs. And I find that the craziest form purely because if you're a DJ, more often than not, if you're going to find songs, you didn't make them. So how the fuck are you going to be protective of, of, uh, of something that you didn't make? And also mm-hmm. like not telling people the songs is disrespectful to the person that you're using because mm-hmm. that's stopping them from getting you know, the recognition or people saying, oh, I like this song. Oh, now I can find it. Now I can follow this guy. Oh, look, I like more of this person's stuff. Exactly. But you hold on to it. And so now you, they, people associate that song with you, but you had nothing to do with the song. You just found it. <laughs> that doesn't yeah, mean no, it, I hate it that. didn't exist until you found it. It did. You yeah, helped that person, but you should help them by letting people know what song that is and let them get the recognition for that. People do that in everything now that I think about it. People be gatekeeping artists. Oh, yo, now everybody gonna think they've been on yeah, this artist before me. Like, like what do you? What do you? you bro, all right, my bad. You, you the only person that knew little baby, bro, or I don't know whoever you want to know, little TJ or these little kids. Yeah. Like, no, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares, bro. He made a good song. Now I know him. He finally made a good song that I heard. Yes, aren't you like, happy? The artist that you like has is now getting more recognition because they're as good as they. Uh, they're actually as good as you think they are. Yeah, like that should be the goal. Like you should want your your yeah, the person you're supporting, you should want them to be as well known as possible. Like the whole point wasn't to for you to know them and be like, yo, look, I'm on this dude secretly, like, and nobody knows I'm on him or I'm on her. Like, nah, like that's, I, yo, that's not I the love point when somebody it. tells me, Oh, I listened, I'll be like, yo, where yo, did you listen to this? Oh, we're not. All right. Oh, I just got it and boom, yo, go listen to these projects from this person way back when. I like these songs, boom. Give them all the recommendations. Why would you... (laughs) Like, why would you gatekeep that? This is really no point. There's no point in it. Like, wouldn't you want someone else to talk about something with? That's how I look at it. Exactly. Like, some somebody else to just be dealt with straight up on it. Isn't that, like, the whole basis of, like, having a relationship? Oh, wow, me and this person share this. We like the same music. We like this together. We feel the same way about this. Like, that's the (laughs) basis of, like, how... You start talking to people. So why wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't know. People are weird. <laughs> people are fucking weird, dude. Um, what's next on the docket? Um, did you see that Mike Tyson training video, bro? Oh, my God. Old man. Yo, yeah, like- <laughs> Mike Tyson already is wild strong. And he's now yeah. in prime old man strength years. So you got being like one of the, the strongest boxes to ever exist. To having like that just, old man strength on top of it, that man strength on top of multiplier. This shit is incredible. For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, I mean, Mike Tyson dropped probably right, the he looked like most he could craziest fight right hype now. video. Yeah, he he looked like yo in this hype video. If you didn't go see it, it's on his Instagram and his Twitter. Like this dude looked like he can go blow to blow, blow for a blow with Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Deontay. I don't know about like a twelve round or a ten round bout, but maybe like a nice six round or a four round scuffle. He might put one of them on his floor. Like, I, and I'm not just being like a little bit over exaggerative or anything like that about the situation. I mean, his speed, his power, the reflexes, the movement, it was all there. Like, and I, you know, I don't like, I'm just now getting into boxing, honestly, over the last three to four years. But like, you know, when you go watch like old school Mike Tyson tapes and you just see the, the speed, the ability to just one hit KO people, like, he looks like, that guy was still there at 50 plus years old or 50 on the dot. 
Like, that is incredible. And, yeah. like, you know, I saw George Foreman. I think he replied. He did another I'm Back video, and he, he did something, like, where he was doing some training. And I'm not going to lie. If he gets in a ring with Mike Tyson, that man is going to get hurt. He better not, <laughs> because there's a difference between those 50-year-olds right there. Those 50-plus-year-olds are very, very different. If you go watch both of those videos, you'll see the contrast. That's a very, very dangerous man. And um, I don't know, man. Do you Would you ever want to see like Tyson lace up again? Do you like the idea of him potentially fighting, you know, maybe like a mid-range heavyweight or like a... You know, I don't know if he's going to fight like a Deontay Wilder. I think that would be kind of excessive because Deontay's yeah. the hardest-hitting um, heavyweight there is. And, I mean, you know, nah, we're talking about the 20 years different. I don't want to see that shit just because it's like, you know what? You've had your time. It's good to see or it's... I like it as a reminder of like... Uh, people who are athletes, who are professional athletes, their bodies are tuned, fine-tuned to such a degree that, like, we can't even possibly imagine, in all honesty. Because to, to be able to do that shit and be almost as good as you were, but you're 50 while other people, you know, fucking lose everything at 50. It's crazy. Like, you're operating at a peak that people, other people have never even, you know, seen or will never even reach at 50. Mm-hmm. And they won't reach that at, like, 18. so i look at it like that like just to remind like yo athletes are really like other they're like world class they're like fucking aliens like the way the shit that people those people could do because of how much they fucking train and dedicate their time to that yeah no that that is a fendi like when you really think about it i mean i guess you know i would want to see him fight just like i said if it was a a couple of bouts like it was just like three rounds because i think he could take it like i mean he's like, I mean, you know, obviously he can't do it with a heavyweight. Like, it can't yeah. be with the a top 10 fighter. I don't think so. It would have to be, like, a top, maybe a, a 20 to 30 range. He could, like, he would probably put them on the ground, to be honest with you. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like, and, and I was thinking maybe he could do four rounds for charity. Because I know he that's what he said he was planning on doing. He wanted to fight for charity, raise money for, um, you know, anybody who's drug addicted or homeless. Because obviously he went through his addiction and, you know, obviously the crazy demons he's been going through in his life. Yeah. Um, you know, he he wanted to help people that was like him and just correct them before that shit goes wrong. And, I mean, we see that a lot in today's world. Everybody be doing something crazy. So then the next you know, they got a gun and they shooting something up. So I'm all for that shit. And, and, you know, if that's his purpose of putting his life on the risk or, I, I mean, putting his health at risk, you know, I, I mean, you know, hey, what could I say? The dude wants to do it and this is how he made his money. You know what I mean? We didn't yeah. we, we didn't have a problem when he was entertaining us, but if he's doing it for the right reasons and maybe it's just for fun, he's sparring with um, a couple uh, heavyweights, like whatever. But you know, you know who's made a good point actually. Max Kellerman did make a good point on first take. He was like, "Man, like that shit would be pretty dope." But he was just like, "Man, like I don't know if y'all saw that video though. Like the only Tyson that Tyson knows is that one speed, that one hit KO Tyson. Like the way he was moving." He can't spar with anybody or like it won't be for charity. Like he would be trying to put that person on the ground. Like it's very it's that simple. He would be trying to hurt the person. <laughs> yeah, he would I think it yeah. is cool to see. It's yeah, a, it would be cool to see though. And also I hope it realize, you know, makes people realize could there be some some dumbass people out there talk about, oh, I could last 30 seconds in a ring with Mike Tyson for like, you know, one million dollars. No, the fuck you cannot. No, you fuck you can't. Nobody, first off, nobody, I don't care who you are. I don't believe you will walk up to Tyson and he even will fake swing at you or just like you're not scared. Like you're not, you're a little like flinching. You're you're nervous. You're giddy. I don't care how nice you you are at fighting, like just regular, you could brawl on the street or whatever. 
Mike Tyson, it's the speed at which he will punch you. It, it will be so fast. It will be so much faster. Yeah, the way you will fold <laughs> no, over. It will, like, it, it'll just look, you. it would look like you ragdolled. Like, yeah. it would just look crazy. Like, that's just you one 50-year-old you don't want to fight. Period. On, and they are breaking people's bones with gloves. <laughs> So imagine if he puts that fist on your jaw that or he puts that fist, fist right into your ribs. Like, just right into your ribs. Like, he just puts it right in there. Like, he just hits you a couple punches, times. Padded punches. <laughs> Shit. Padded punches. Oh, man. And like, I, I don't think people understand. It's knuckles. And their knuckles aren't <laughs> regular knuckles. Their knuckles are like brass knuckle knuckles. Yeah. Nah, bro. You don't want that smoke. Nobody actually wants that smoke. That's cat. I don't know what's wrong with people. Oh, man. I don't uh, know what's wrong with people. But, um, yeah, other than what, the Mike Tyson? I mean, did you see the IG battles between Luda and Nelly? I, I actually didn't get to watch, man, but I caught all the memes because of the connections issues. I st- yeah, I stand Luda, man. I've been trying to put people on to Luda for the longest. Nah, Just, Luda is really Luda one of the gods, the, honestly. You know, people forget, and they always like to bring up his, you know, how he kind of fizzled out. But, yeah, nah, listen, Luda in his prime was, he was floating on everything. Telling me him no, that's a fact. with Ciara was not heat. <laughs> nah, that shit was a legendary try. Luda, people forget Luda didn't fizz out. Luda just got the bag, bro. He started acting. Like they, there's nothing wrong with that. Ice Cube did it. Ice T did it. They all paved the ways, that's like for Jamie Foxx. Yeah, to transition. Jamie Foxx, like, like, yo, you can be this super talented artist in music. But you will never scratch the money that actors make or certain actors make with this acumen. Like, yeah, like it's it's a completely different level. So, you know, Luda was was gonna go that route, but like you will get these bars, bro. Like that dude can rap his ass off. Like, and he made hella hits in his prime. Move, bitch. What? I love that. Fucking what? Move, bitch. Get out stand the way. You know, stand up, yo. Yay's most legendary underrated. production. <laughs> the Yay yo, production. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, what is mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, I love that. I love that beat, son. Yo, and then when he did the freestyle in the, what is it, the rap basement, oh, he did that God. shit. He said, we going to mass today. We have to pray. Nah, yo, yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Luda. Oh, man. Luda, oh, yeah, he's just one of the greats. Moneymaker, rollout. Roll out, man. Oh, oh man, been all over the world. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Black I forgot he was on that. Oh my gosh. Southern hospitality, throw them bows. Oh my goodness. <laughs> nah, yeah, Nelly. Nelly didn't really have a chance when you really think about it. I mean, he has a lot of hits where he featured on, but like, I don't know. Like, I I don't think he actually ever really seriously had that chance to defeat him yeah. in a hit battle. And then, like, obviously, you know, with the memes, like, I mean, I I think they seriously needs to have that. They need to have that conversation, bro. Like, IG Live, I mean, and I feel like I've said this too many times, even on here. It should not be the hosting platform. I understand the ease yeah. of access. But now at this point, you know, like, I understand they've kind of, like, driven it into the minds. You know, it's just easy. You go in your IG store, you see the names, you click it, and you can watch it. But, I mean, first off, like, I wonder, are they even getting paid? Or is it just the viewership? Like what? Like know. what's happening? Like how does that work? Like yeah. you know, because on YouTube, bro, they would actually be getting paid for the views. Like I, I just don't yeah. understand who is behind the business model. Who is who is working this? You know what I mean? And I, like that's just the thing with like this the modern age. 
you know, I feel like maybe the the past generation, they just don't do it as good as the kids because the kids would be monetizing on it's this shit. Familiarity, like, you know, like it's yeah. your first battle started on IG. So that's everyone feels comfortable using that. Same thing with Zoom. You know, it's not the mm. best software for it, but people are comfortable with it because I assume a lot of people use it at work and then came home and was like, oh, let's video chat. Oh, I use this shit at work called Zoom. Boom. Now Zoom is taken off finally. So that doesn't mean either of those things are the best platform, but people just are fucking comfortable with it. And it, it would suck. Yeah. Because, honestly, if they moved it to a better platform, it would lose viewership because people are fucking lazy. They're like, oh, it's not on IG anymore. They're not going to go try to search for it. They're just gonna be like, oh, okay. And just forget yeah. about it unless you're invested in it. No, nah, that's true. I mean, but then again, you I mean, you might even be able to turn it into something else because oh, yeah, you think you, about it right now. When you're on I when you're on IG Live, right? It would be like a legitimate series, I think. Yeah, it would be a legitimate series. I mean, you could even do it like unpaid. You could do it by video. I mean, not on you could do it not live just by videos. Or if you wanted to do it, you could just do it live. But I think the number one thing is that, like, for me, when I'm watching these shits, like, if I don't have my iPad with me, then I got to throw it on my phone, and my phone is just sitting there as an IG Live thing. I, you know, thank God they've added it also on the web. So you can go online and watch IG Live, too, on Instagram.com. But, I mean, if you had YouTube Live, like, you could just throw it on YouTube, the app on your TV, or, you know Any, what I mean? You anywhere. can just open an internet browser. Yeah. And it's just not occupying your phone the same way, like, that shit occupies your phone for hours. Like that, it really is a flawed model that just a, a, tons of people are bought into right now. And I'm just, I'm really confused. I don't know why it is a thing, but you know, I, hey, I respect it. I guess like that's the model that they want to go with. Yeah. But they're not considering the technical aspects. Like, look, when I'm starting a, a live call, or you know, even for instance with this podcast, like you know, you're starting the the bridge. Like you're gonna be the host by. The, or the at least the way the network is going to treat it, these guys have to interact with servers. Like, and the servers are always going to ping nearest wherever whoever hosted it. So you know, if Nelly's in, like, I don't even know where he's at. I don't know where he is right now. But if he's in like L.A., let's say, versus Luda, and maybe Luda's in like ATL or like in the South, like, and Nelly's the one who hosted it, then the servers are going to be closer to the L.A. location. That's where it's going to host that IG Live connection. Yeah. And then Luda is going to be connecting and calling into that that connection across the country in L.A. Or, or on that side of the world. So, you know, like when you can't even specify what servers that it's going to be hosted on, things like that, it's very unfair because it takes from the battle. Like, you know what I mean? He's going to play his hits and it's not going to bang the same way. or And then people are just going to be memeing him. You know, we're in the age of memes and, and, and just yeah. trolling. So people are just going to troll you. Oh, nah, you playing through a potato or a microwave or... <laughs> you know what I mean? Shitting on your technology, like saying he was playing through a flip phone, like it's crazy. Like, and you know, like I just think, you know, if you really want to deliver versus the right way, like y'all need to just really brainstorm. Like hire a young guy on your team and let him just handle the technical aspects. Like, I don't think that happens enough. Like that that is really a thing that is that needs to happen, at least to bring versus to where it should be at, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But Nah, yeah, that's the, that's all my rant. My end rant on uh the uh, IG live battles, because otherwise I haven't really been like tuned in. I know they did the Jill Scott one. I um, that was a good. Yeah, one. I heard good. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't watch it, but I mean that definitely should have been one that I actually watched. I think I'm gonna go catch a rerun. That's what I've been doing. It's just going on YouTube. I'm a YouTube head, so yeah, I just go watch, look <laughs> up the reruns, and watch them there. So I definitely do that. Um. But um, other than that, I mean, yo, coronavirus updates. I've yo, they've been generally 
easing the restrictions nationwide. I, I feel like, how do you feel about this shit? Bro? I don't understand. It's we're not ready. I, the the fucking rhetoric about oh, you know, we're we're getting past this, bro. Are you are you kidding me? We're almost at like a hundred thousand people dying from this. I feel like a thousand people are still dying daily in New yes, York, and they talk about we we rest- hey we broke the first day of like thirty thousand people dying or something. That's crazy, son. That is incredible. Wow. I just don't understand why they think this is okay. Like, and I'll be honest, like, I understand that we do need to open back up eventually, but I just don't understand, like, how they've planned for this. Like, they, the planning and the execution is just so piss poor. Like, at this point, like, we, it's just, it's almost laughable. It's so laughable. You know, how can you openly say, yo, we're going to open bars and things like you really know you're sending people over to their death. Like, it's really crazy. Like, like I'm staying my ass home. So I think that's just really what I'm on. Like, I'm really not trying to leave the crib. Like the crazy thing is, like, the, the numbers aren't probably completely accurate because the state people are saying state numbers and federal numbers are like differing because of stuff. So who knows? The number mm-hmm. could be that much higher. And it makes no sense that they're opening anything right now because it's. It's not no shit like, you know, when it's raining, like, all right, you'll come back outside when it's starting to let down, you know, when it lets up. No, you you have to stay inside until it's fucking completely done. It's not something mm-hmm. that you can ease back into because guess what? It's going to come right back. And yeah. until the vaccine comes back, that's what's going to happen. It's going to uh, disappear. And if you don't properly maintain everyone at a safe distance and keep shit up and, you know, don't open the floodgates as soon as like the last case disappears, then you're going to have another wave of it because we don't have herd immunity yeah. yet. You know, like we don't we still don't know what's going on. Like to, I read an article talking about how there's there's a very extreme case of coronavirus affecting fertility. There's yeah, a no, I'm heard, that's what I'm there, hearing. Yeah, I, I, I have to make sure what I'm saying is accurate, but I did see something about the uh, the army might now not take people who have, for recruiting purposes, who have had it. Because right now there's certain research being done that it could possibly have like long-term lung scarring effects in some cases. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, no, like honestly, like I've been hearing a lot of that stuff too. And that's what I do agree on. It's kind of like... You know, remember a couple of years ago when they had that Zika virus and the Olympics were being held in Brazil and that was where the, the main breakout was, but they didn't cancel the Olympics straight up. Like, and they had some people just straight up having to, to back out because the problem with Zika wasn't that, you know, you get Zika and you die or something, but yeah, that shit had lasting effects. I heard on like male reproductive systems and things like that. Like it could affect your sperm or some crazy like that. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what the effects were, you know, maybe with fertility virus. for women. It's, it's, you know, it's not the exact same strain as something else. It's, it's yeah. Different. Like you can't, you can't really just play it down to be nothing. Right. Yeah. So it's going to take a while before a vaccine comes up because people are trying yeah. to figure this shit out still. It might look like something on the surface. Then you go to do testing on a vaccine. Oh, it affects people a certain way. So now you have to go back to the drawing board. This YouTuber I follow that's a, a car nut, um, his name is Demonology, and I remember, like, unfortunately, he he caught the virus. He caught the virus somehow, and, um, you know, he posted an update video from YouTube because, you know, like, people thought it was a hoax. It's, we're literally in that age where you got to show yourself potentially in your deathbed. You know, God forbid he dies, but that might be one of the final videos, you know, we see that this nigga had to, like, prove to the world that he actually had the coronavirus. That's another conversation, but... You know, so he pretty much was going talking to the doctor and he's located in Dallas. And he was saying how the doctor told him that there's 108 different strains of coronavirus, bro. 
108. It's, Meaning that you can yeah. get a hundred sick, 108 different times from coronavirus. Yeah, because so when you get that, it, your you, body's not prepared for it. So just because you you know you get it doesn't mean you become immune. You might become immune to that one specific strain, or maybe ten of them. But if it's a hundred, you still got a ninety percent chance that if you get it again, you don't know how to handle it. You don't know how to handle it, and that one could be way more deadly than the other ones. That's why it seems like you're right. Like you know, you look at it. Some people are getting it and are on their deathbed, and then some people are literally getting it. They don't show a single symptom, and then they end up fine. Like, there's 25-year-olds that are getting it and then dying. Like, you know what I'm saying? So this is, I don't know, man. Like, I just think, you know, it's definitely irresponsible, you know, because I, like, I guess I don't even see a vaccine coming immediately. It is going to be one of those things where a vaccine is going to take a while. Like, I, there's viruses that like we don't have vaccines for. Yeah, like, this, this vaccine, this shit that we don't even have that vaccine for, I think yeah. realistically what needs to happen, though, is just like you said, like, there has to be a point of flattening the curve almost to the point of, like, just like you said, we've either developed herd immunity and or, two, the, the levels of infection amongst your population is virtually gone. Like, you, you, the thing shouldn't be in the states and major cities the same way Ebola wasn't, the same way we didn't have a Zika outbreak here, the same way. Like, this shit traveled because we were irresponsible about how we should have handled China from the rip when it was at least, like, from what we, if they're following it from there, because I don't think it started there. That's another conversation, actually, that they're saying that I'm hearing reports from Italy as early as November, yo. It's wow. crazy. Like, and that would really change the way we thought about it because people I know personally, like even like I think Tune has, has said that shit. He said, yo, bro, like November, I was sick. Like, and I felt like I was dying. And, you know, I was fine though. Like a couple weeks later, incredible. But people yeah, have been saying I'm, that like all sure over. How, yeah. How like if that if they were able, it's too, I guess, too hard for them to test now or try to figure that out. Yeah. But I've heard a lot of people saying, like, you know what, I did get sick with something like that in mm -hmm. you know november or december or last year so like i was really nasty i, th I, th I think unfortunately unfortunately china was faded with unfortunately discovering it if anything we should be fucking like thanking them for for like yeah. figuring out that they, hey this shit is yeah, coronavirus it's, it's not a flu it's and not a regular like, oh, flu going on here yeah and they fucking tried to whistleblow it and then what did they what happened they shut him down. They they pretty much, I don't know what happened to the doctor, Lord rest his soul, but he died from quote unquote coronavirus. I'm thinking that they might have fucking sabotaged him. Like the dude that discovered it and tried to whistleblow it, tried to let the world know Trump's dumbass ignored that shit. And look at where we're at. Like, I'm not going to front. Like, it's, it's a very. We watched it go to Italy or we watched cases start appearing in Europe and London and everything. And still, we, and we ain't shut nothing down. What we didn't do fuck? nothing. Oh, it's nothing more than the flu. Like this, and they act like they didn't say that. I think, yeah, bro. I don't even because this is not obviously political hoax. shit. He, he said, said it was, it was a, a hoax, hoax, bro. That shit was a hoax. They were on television talking about it was a hoax, man. He's and that's just my masks. problem with no uh, mask. Yo, did you but, see the report that said he was taking like a a drug that treats yeah. uh, what was it malaria or some shit yeah. like that? It was something crazy. Who <laughs> like I. Uh, he knows. Yo, she, the thing is, it said uh, like somebody in the who worked in the, the White House got it, and so everyone's getting tested. Ooh, excuse me, or whatever. But it was the fact that like all those people get tested daily or as like frequently as they can. So it's like okay, obviously Trump understands. He really does know this shit is serious, but he doesn't give a fuck about you, or he doesn't. He knows. Yeah, he don't care. Like I'm. This shit still needs to go on. I think they want they want to use this as a form of population control. They because they you know what the thing is with the one percent they were they not, are so elitist. They don't think they're gonna get affected from this stuff. They really think yo. I'm not gonna. We are it. in a bubble. 
Yeah, that's a good point. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're far removed from the average person's life. I'm not saying it's necessarily exactly. like population control, but I know I feel like it's at the very least determined to to stop a lot of the mail in votes. Like for the ballot mm. come November, just make this a lot more complicated. Either force people to go out and they're for states' purposes, they want people to fucking go back to work because they have no budget for unemployment. But also the federal government is not giving you know, you're talking about one fucking stimulus check saying, oh, yeah, uh, the American person can last 10 months on $1,200. Not That's so such can, a disrespectful spin in the face. Exactly. So you see how far removed they are that they're they're not thinking that these people need money. And so everybody's suffering simply because the federal government, like I saw the Democrats are trying to put this like $3 trillion thing to give money and other stimulus for a few a uh, few months and shit like that. You need shit like that. And I know everyone's going to yeah. talk about, oh, well, you're going to give these people money to sit on their ass. It's their fucking money. If you pay taxes, yeah. this is what taxes How long have we been paying tax for? Exactly. How long have exactly we been paying? If you figure you've been working at least for 10 years, because how much is it? Like, even if you did the tax, like, if you deducted all the tax from your check to come up for $1,200, you know how, like, I feel like that's only a couple months, bro. Like, I feel like I've been, in a year, I literally have $1,200 in taxes come out of my check. What are you talking about? Or every couple of months, like. So what are we even talking about here? So you have, you know, like you have to give money around and you clearly have money for other shit. But this is a time where, you know, you don't have money for this and you don't want to raise the deficit. But you spent, you know, X amount of money on military spending again when we're already the strongest military on Earth bar five, you know, by far and wide. So what was the purpose of doing that? But all of a sudden we have, you know, programs that require money to help actual people. Suddenly we don't no, we don't we don't got the budget. No budget there. Yeah. Nah, I don't know, man. They're just you know, it's it's unfortunately just one of those situations where like, you know, a lot of people are gonna suffer the uh the bad end of the deal. You know what I mean? In their heads to say, you know what? Oh, we looked at the estimates. Okay, two hundred thousand to three hundred thousand people dying, we could live with that. They've made that call in their mind to say, Yeah, no, I could live with that. Yeah, pretty much. Like and they at this point, it's so funny. People don't know they're marching to the death. Like, yeah, I want to go to work. Like, yeah, you want to continue to make the 1% money and you collect your shitty wage. Like, I understand, like, okay, maybe you need to be able to feed your family because the unemployment is not working out. The situation with the money is not working out from the government. And, and I, you know, like, I understand that. Like, I understand that. But don't, like, call for everything to open back up. Find an essential job. There's tons of them right now. Like, there's so many other ways that you could do it. Like, you know what I mean? You shouldn't be trying to like tell everybody to go outside. If you want to still go outside, there's ways to get outside right now. You can still be outside, but you, you don't have to enforce that on everybody. Like where they're going to tell everybody to go back to work. Cause I know I'm, my ass definitely not like trying to do that shit. I work remotely all the time already. So I just take my ass and I still, I'm going to be social distancing for a minute. Like I'm going to be doing that for a long time, bro. Masks on forever. I've always been jealous of the Asian dudes with the dope-ass masks. Anytime I used to see that shit, because like, I feel like they're the only ones that rock that style since pollution is a huge thing in China. So they've always been on the whole idea of wearing masks. But man, like I feel like I'm going to adopt that period to my style. Like You know what I'm saying? Like, just In general, just adapt that to my style, get some fly-ass masks. But in general, it's for my health too. Like Because you do breathe in a lot of shit. You don't ever realize it, but that shit is the thing. And I don't know, man. The pandemic... It's definitely uh, changed how I'm doing things forward. It's even like, shit, I guess it's a good way to transition to the next area, the coronavirus update, which is um, the fucking uh, 
the the situation essentially like gouging product availability or even like affecting my hobbies and career like how have you how how is like the pandemic essentially derailed oh, what you have going on um, right now bro has it like fucked up what you got going um all right well we had our trip coming up facts uh, bro so depressed Fuck. devastated so ridiculous Man. um honestly there's other than that it was just really going to places to eat probably just you know Enjoying another nice New York summer yeah. that I would be accustomed to, um, but I yeah it hasn't really like changed too much. Like I know I will be able to get to do that again, so I'm not like too too worried. Um, but that's probably I would say I don't know has it stopped me or anything. Well, damn, I guess I want a new fucking controller, like the Xbox Elite controllers, because mm-hmm. I heard it. I don't know. I just I like those controllers. I had the Elite the first one. But like the rubber started to peel off of that shit, and then like one of the triggers broke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to get that shit, and that shit is all. I guess everybody's getting the fucking Xbox or a gaming system, so all the controllers and all that shit is sold out. Mm-hmm. Mad people buying switches, I see. So I guess everybody's trying to not be bored at home by playing games. Yeah, damn, that's good. Actually, yeah, I mean, I guess in a sense that I, I mean. I haven't been directly derailed by anything. Thankfully, anything and everything that I've wanted, I've still been able to acquire. And, you know, um, I guess professionally, I mean, I it's definitely derailed me. Like, I feel like this is supposed to be one of those motivating moments in time. But I've been motivated to do everything other than, like, my professional work, which is what I probably should get back into. I'm a definitely I'm an aspiring network engineer. And it's something that I can see myself getting done within the next couple of months, honestly, realistically, especially because of the pandemic. Okay. So, you know, it's just really acquiring, you know, the certi- the certificates. That's really what it is, getting your certifications yeah. and then being able to put yourself on the job market. IT is always hiring for those things. So, you know, if you, you just get your, you know, network plus and then hop into your Cisco routing switching, because I know they just redid the exam. I actually started studying for it, but definitely didn't get to sit down. So I got to get my ass together there. Uh, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, hobby wise, it's definitely slowed down. Like, cause I feel strange going out and shooting, even though when you shoot by yourself, like you're technically social distancing, so you should be fine. I kind of feel irresponsible yeah. though, just consistently being out. So I try to limit how much outside. I go. Yeah. How much I go outside and take photos period. But, um, yeah, other than that, I mean, it hasn't really derailed anything incredible. Uh, I mean, there's been crazy amounts of like price gouging, though. I I hate that about the pandemic. Like, I mean, look, we I know we were been helping Akil build his PC, and I'm like looking through the parts, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, you know, this is the <laughs> worst moment in time to build a PC because like I know realistically, the same amount of money he's probably gonna spend will buy him something much better later on. But realistically, you don't always need the best thing. You just need what works for you. That's kind of what I'm. Learning. That's it. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Like he, he definitely can build a, a really solid PC right now. So, um, but yeah, that's it. I mean, pa- pandemic. I mean, I just hope for it to end. I hope for us to truly flatten the curve and truly get this thing out of the way so we can get back to business. Because I mean, there's vacations, just like you said. I want to go on. I felt like yo, Costa would have been a phenomenal and trip. Toronto too. And Toronto, like we were supposed to hit up To like. And I just feel like vacation in itself is a life changing experience when I go. But like being able to travel with friends, it really is a different perspective, man. Like you really get to forge like lifelong memories with, you know, people other than, you know, outside of just a couple. 
Like, you know, I forge memories, yeah. you know, obviously as an individual when I travel, but I've also forged memories, you know, with wifey when we travel and like, man, just doing that with friends. Like we went on one vacation with friends to DR and that shit was a blast. Like, so like, but I'm like, man, like if we went on vacation with y'all, like, like we just so much more like alike, I guess it's just like weird, like yeah. compared to like the, the other two that we went. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you want to go with people that you're not like because you get to experience a different perspective of just having fun. Yeah. Maybe their version of it versus yours. But man, like I just know nah, it would have been different. Get into some shit. Yeah, we was about <laughs> to get into some shit. We would have done the we would shit. What, yo, bro, actually, wait, were, were we literally supposed to be there like next week or this week? Or was it like two weeks ago? Or what was it? Yeah, it would have passed. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be end of April. End of April. Oh, so it would have been like it would have been like episode nine or something, or maybe we would have just shot like episode ten early. We would have done the Costa Rica episode in like yes, yeah, we would have shot Touch episode. the City from Costa, son. The Costa Touch the Costa, son. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, it would have been incredible, yo. Oh man, but now nah, soon come. That's gonna come. It's it's gonna come for maybe our fifteenth or our twenty fifth or fiftieth, whatever the. The number coming is going to be... We'll keep that shit going. And we'll keep that shit going if we on vacation. Facts, man. Just to have, like, a different perspective. Just something. Word, yo. Like, man, I, I can't wait, though, man. But, um, yeah, I guess that's it for, for my docket. My docket is dried up. Yeah. yeah, same. I done talked a lot, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm yeah. good. So that's that's it for both of us here. Uh, thank you again for listening. Thank y'all for rocking with us for through episode 10, 10 episodes. If you've been listening from the start, thank you so, so much. If you jumped in at any time after that, it is a big thank you as well. Bless Appreciate up. y'all. Oh, I did check on Apple Podcasts. People rated our shit five stars. So I, I fuck with all of that. <laughs> I love to see that. Yeah, thank so you. So thank y'all for rocking with us for, for real, for real. Nah. So we are, we're going to make sure we give y'all that quality content every week. To the best of our abilities. Fast, bro. And honestly, like, you know, just like, I could only echo what your statement there, man. Thank you guys. You know, the people that reach out to me personally and or even the people that I see they tweet and tag the page, you know, really shout out the pod and, you know, just floating our name over to their timelines. Like, I truly appreciate that shit. And um, yes. yeah, man, you know, let's just keep kicking the dope content and, you know, creating dope, you know, uh, podcasts all 2020. All right.